How's it going, guys? And good evening. Coming off a week where we had a lot of the top teams on by. Still as exciting a week as ever. And a little bit of recognition for your boys. This is the ESA with Buck and Ben. Welcome in. What is up? This is the ESA. We are the Illicit Sports Authority coming to you with episode 15 of our NFL podcast for the 2023 season. I am Ben, alongside my buddy Buck. And Buck, how are you doing tonight, sir? Doing good, man. We're ready to get into this because, look, like you alluded to, this has been a heck of a past week. You know, had some people with some buys, you know, but I will tell you, see some teams, you know, get back on track, see some teams that didn't quite get on track. Look, this, we're getting almost to Thanksgiving. The NFL season is starting to get to the, let's, let's kind of go to the, you know, I don't necessarily want to go to the red zone talk, but let's say, you know, this is coming down to the last hours. Yes. The, the, the last games. Yep, we're in the second half for sure, uh, getting closer to the fourth quarter. Um, this, urgency steps yes. up. Big time. Yep. Hey. They always say, you know, a lot of a lot of people say when you hit Thanksgiving, that's when the season actually starts. It, it really is a make and break time for a lot of these teams. So some of these teams, and this say AFC North, you have to start winning now. You yeah. cannot lose any more games. Really, you had to start winning yesterday. Yeah, honestly. But a wild week ten. Going to introduce a new segment in the show. Yeah, I'm excited for that. We we have a ton to get to. Got to start it all with the classic. Ben's first in 10. 10 topics I want to discuss. Try to get through them as quickly as possible. Here we go. Number one. But sometimes in life, you just need a change of scenery. Right? Yeah. Let's, let's t- I, I worked in restaurants, you know, in my yeah. early 20s. Uh, quite a you know, I'm, I have some fond memories working in restaurant business. Um, and but but there can be so much lull. There can be so much chaos, so much stress in in those environments. And I I was fed up with the restaurant industry, and I needed a change of scenery. Okay, I got out of that. And into what I'm doing now, commercial furniture, right? And not mm-hmm. only that, but not, not not the specific type of job I'm doing, but the company I'm working for takes care of their employees. Great people to work for. Uh, you know, privately owned business, small business, and really, you know, more so than the difference in pay, more so than. The difference in schedule, what really changed for me was a difference in mentality, a difference in my mental health, right? Which is the health that drives all other forms of health, okay? And sometimes you just need, sometimes you need that, you know? What changed for me, for me as a person? Nothing really changed for me. I didn't pull a master's degree out of thin air, right? I didn't develop a ton of new skills. No, what changed for me was the scenery, the surroundings, my environment, my coworkers, the customers, the stress level. That's what changed for me. These last two weeks, the Las Vegas Raiders found their change of scenery. And Antonio Pierce has been promoted. Josh McDaniels obviously fired. And this team, nothing changed, right? They're not magically they're not magically uh, a more talented team now, right? They didn't get new players. They didn't change schematically who they are, per se. No, what changed was the energy level. What changed was the emotional uh Fatigue, it, it's now gone. They're they're revamped, revitalized. Nothing really changed. Except their scenery, except the surroundings, 
except their environment. Antonio Pierce has them on a two-game winning streak, I realize, is against the Giants and the Jets. We should not overreact to those wins. However, they are playing different football. Same players, same game, but they're attacking it differently. And that's truly because of the change of scenery that they have found. Get the Dolphins coming up, followed by the Chiefs. Some tough games. Don't know if they're going to win those games, but we'll be able to tell a lot by where this team is mentally, by how they attack these teams that they're about to face, these good teams. Dolphins and Chiefs here coming up in the next couple of weeks. May not go in their favor in the W column, but can you build on some positive momentum? Can you make it a game with the high-flying Miami Dolphins? Can you you know, be in the game at the end with your division rival Chiefs? Antonio Pierce has brought a new energy to this whole organization. And don't underestimate a change of scenery in sports or in life, number two. In what was the most predictable game of the week for me, the Cowboys dominated the Giants. In Dallas, old Tommy DeVito, mama's boy, um, leading the Giants, you know, He's not good at football. Look, this is this is what the Cowboys do. This is what the Cowboys do. Coming off a loss. Big game in Philly. Choke it away late. They're going to roll a bad team. This is what the Cowboys do. Every year. And, and you know who they get next? They get the Panthers next, followed by the Commanders on Thanksgiving. They're going to be 8-3, and three, and... All their fans are going to come back out of the woodwork talking about we them boys, right? Uh, no, you're not. You'll be 8-3. and three. You'll be close to a, to a division, you know, plateaued, depending on what Philly does in the next couple weeks. Philly's got a tough, tough schedule coming up. Toughest. But you, you may even be in first place here pretty soon. You won't stay there. I've seen this movie 30 years. I have no reason to believe it's going to change, but it was the most predictable game of the week for me. The Cowboys roll against a backup quarterback in Dallas off of, off a loss against an uh, inferior team. They're going to roll the Panthers, beat the Commanders most likely, have a solid record, and we're going to all be fooled again, or at least most of us. I won't be. I doubt Buck will be either. Number three. It's time for Mac Jones to get out of New England. And and the if, if, for my and for my liking, get out of the NFL. As much criticism as Bill Belichick gets, he has more than half of his digits filled with hardware, okay? Mac Jones has done nothing in this league. Has accomplished nothing. Consistently costs his team the game as he did in Germany this past Sunday. He's a dirty player, doesn't respond to coaching, and leadership-wise, he's lacking. Okay? Time to start looking ahead for the Patriots to the deep quarterback class of 2024. Mac Jones, thanks for playing. See you later, bud. Number four. (laughs) Bears edge out the Panthers in one of the ugliest games of the year on Thursday Night Football to to start week 10. Uh, only one touchdown. The rest field goal is the whole game. This was a unique situation where the Bears get the W and improve their draft position because they have the Panthers pick in 2024. Why did they have the Panthers pick? Panthers move up, take Bryce Young, give away DJ Moore to the Bears and their first round pick. They take Bryce Young. It's looking like a mess in Carolina, and to make matters worse, it seems like they took the wrong quarterback. Because, number five, speaking of the guy they passed on, CJ Stroud continues to impress. For my money, the runaway offensive rookie of the year so far. Looks like a top 10 quarterback, even. 
it was one thing to grab the last second comeback win at home against the Bucks with Baker. That was one thing. But then to go into Cincinnati a week later and roll them against Burrow and and engineer a last second drive to win the game against the second best quarterback in football on his home field. That's different. Not everyone's doing that. Not many rookies are doing that. I'm not talking about many rookies this year. I'm talking about many rookies in history aren't doing that. Uh, Stroud looks to have the poise of few rookies before him. I mean, dare I say, the Texans got a steal at number two overall in the draft. Number six. A consistent theme on this podcast, Buck. What is it? Let's not overreact, right? Don't want to overreact. I told you guys the 49ers were still a top team. I've been telling you guys that. And, of course, they get Trent Williams back and Debo back. And then they roll a team some thought was the top team. I didn't have the Jags in in the top five at at any point this year. But some did. And uh, 49ers rolled. And that's kind of what I expected. Listen, San Francisco went into Duval County and won by 31 points against the Jags. Dominated the line of scrimmage on the offensive side and defensive side of the ball. Trevor Lawrence looked like he was still in the 2021 draft class as a rookie. I mean, listen, they're probably a year away, I think. The Jags are still probably a year away from being serious contenders. Solid record. But that's more about their schedule and division. They're not hanging with the big boys, the Chiefs, the Niners, the Eagles. They're not hanging with those guys. Uh, but the Niners are indeed still a top team, especially when they're healthy. They're as dangerous as anybody. We saw it this past week. I think we'll continue to see it moving forward. Number seven. On a day in which Kyler Murray returns to the football, makes some good plays down the stretch to help his team get a W. I couldn't help but be more entertained by the guy that Kyler Murray's team just shipped away an hour ago, Josh Dobbs. Listen, this guy has had a unique start to his career. I believe this is his sixth team in the last two years, or last in the last year maybe even, sixth team. And he doesn't get a lot of opportunities, and he hasn't, but... When he's gotten them, he has always delivered. Wherever the opportunities are, he will deliver. And wherever they are next year, because I'm assuming he'll be on a different team next year, he'll probably deliver there too. I'm not ready to give Dobbs a you know a, a, a franchise quarterback tag, but give the man some consistent reps. Has the heart of a champion. Has surprising talent you know size speed athleticism uh, and has respect of the guys in the locker room Josh Dobbs does it again dominates the Saints quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings and single-handedly has them back in playoff contention maybe not single-handedly but uh, he's definitely helped with the two wins in the last two weeks six straight wins for the Vikings after an 0-4 start they're heating up Josh Dobbs looks like He's a suitable replacement for Kirk Cousins. And he got JJ coming back. Keep your eye on the Vikings. I'm not sold, but keep your eye on them. Number eight. At this point, man, I got to give some credit where it's due. The Lions are for real. Uh, Jared Goff went on the road to SoFi. Outdueled Justin Herbert in one of the best games of the weekend. Uh, The Lions have two good running backs. They have a top 10 receiver. A top 10 quarterback, top 5 tight end. Uh, and most importantly, they have a much easier road to the number one seed in the NFC than the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Niners, that any of those teams do. Seahawks, any of those teams. Lions have an easier road. Have a coach that they all want to play for, they all love, who loves them. Dan Campbell, a man's man, a coach's coach. It's a good recipe 
I, w- I came on here in the offseason show, said they may have a failure of a season. It's not looking like that's going to happen. Looking like they the hype was uh, necessary. And I got to come on here and say, so far, I've definitely been wrong. 7-2, and two, rolling. Uh, and Jared Goff is playing the best football of his career. Number nine. The Super Bowl window is officially closed for the Buffalo Bills. But was it ever really open? Uh, Josh Allen's clearly, clearly to me, below the level of Mahomes or Burrow. Uh, That team, lacking offensive weapons, sans digs, right? Besides digs, not a lot of weapons on the offense, okay? A defensive head coach, okay? Uh, Are they going to compete with Burrow, Zach Taylor, and the bunch of weapons he has? Where Mahomes and all the weapons he has and Andy Reid, no. They're not going to compete with those teams. Uh, Josh Allen has regressed every season since he lost in the AFC title game in 2020. Um, And since Dable has left, it's been even worse. Uh, Bills have lost four out of six. Got a divisional game against the Jets coming up. And then after that, they get the Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys. And they are five and five. Potentially a losing season. Coming to Orchard Park, Buffalo. Uh, Ken Dorsey fired. OC. If this thing ends this year with them not making the playoffs, Sean McDermott will be the next one to be fired. Number 10. This day and age, over 50% of all games are decided by one possession. All NFL games. One touchdown or less. So, in week 10, we only saw three games. Three games the whole week that were not one possession games. Okay, that was uh, San Francisco and Dallas rolling, and then the Bucks beat the Titans by 14. So two touchdowns. Uh, why is this? Why is this trend of close games uh, coming to light? I think analytics is the big part of it. Uh, teams are going for fourth down more often, extending drives. Uh, schemes have evolved more two point opportunities and chances. Um, kickers are better, so they're making 60-plus yard field goals now with ease. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of reasons for it. Whatever the case may be, parity is, is at an all-time high in the NFL right now. Uh, and for my money, the league has never been better. This is totally agree. This is the most exciting football and the best football this league has ever seen in its rich history. That is Ben's first and 10. <clears throat> Go off of what you just said there. I would say, yeah. I, I talked about this weeks ago and maybe several times on here that this league is absolutely insanely good. I mean, in a, in a week where you don't have the Dolphins, Chiefs, or Eagles playing, you still find a way to have... How many, I mean, how many games do we have? 13 games up for that week? Ten of them were within a touchdown. I mean, it was absolutely, you know, watching Red Zone. You know, give them props. I love Red Zone. Is watching, such a great show. Yes, and I will say, you know, just sitting there watching. You know, I was glued to it the whole time. Yes. You know, there's some weeks. You know, years. You know, last year and year before. I mean, you kind of drift away from it. This year, you're just zoned into it. And then you got a guy that everybody should be rooting for. Is in Dobbs. Um, he was on the Browns, and the Browns has a major issue right now. And then you have, you know, he was over on the Cardinals. They're just a big mess. And then he goes over to an actually good team, which I am so glad he's over with a good team. And he's doing all this without Justin Jefferson. Now, I'm not saying they're great, I'm not saying they're definitely playoff contenders, but Dobbs, in the way he plays, I mean, he. He's a smart guy, too. He, he's done things for like, NASA and stuff like that. So, he's really smart. I mean, he comes from Tennessee. You know, look, you cannot – there's stories within stories in football. If you ever look at – there's a story of the game. Then there's a story of these players. Then there's a story of these coaches. Then there's a story somewhere. Kind of like Dem- DeMar Hamlin's story for the right. Bills. He came in that last drive, has a tackle. Look, there's a story within a story in, in football. It's more than actually just the 
the ball and the players. There's a story to be, to be told. Yes. And, you know, you're talking about Mac Jones. You know, Zappy, I like the way, you know, he, he's, whenever he's in, it's very sporadic in how things are done because of Belichick. But I like him more than I do Mac Jones. And I totally agree with you about that. And I think they're even talking about he's going to be third string possibly now um, on that team. So I honestly could see where he wants the permission to be let go. And I would not, you know, for both sides, I think that'd be the best thing. Go ahead and get it done over with before the offseason. Just get it done now. You don't need anybody like that. You can go pick up somebody. Um, permission to be let go. Well, I should say get He's it. playing I, horrendously. I'm saying that for his side, because I know what his kind of a thought is, but for the team, I think the team, I think Kraftlander should just go ahead and let him go. Personally, I think that should be the thing. But I can see where he would want to be let go too on his side of thing. I don't want to play, you know, favorites on both sides of that because honestly since Brady they haven't done anything with Mac Jones or nothing so it's time for him to go sure sure and, and, I mean, and if he wants to see, there wants to be a change of scenery and we would give us a topic to talk about years down the road let that happen but I don't see him on anybody's roster right now listen listen Belichick has six rings okay yeah, I, 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 understand, I understand they were Brady I get it I'm not. I mean, we'll give Brady the lion's share of the credit. Sure. Mac Jones is owed nothing in this league. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I do not have any sympathy for this guy. None. He, I, I think Belichick is one of the best coaches ever. Obviously, a future Hall of Fame, a future Hall of Famer, yeah. and can stay in the league as long as he desires because he's built that equity. Mac Jones. No desire, uh, no sympathy. Get out. Um, not only is he playing at a subpar level for an NFL quarterback, but I just don't like the guy. There's not yeah. not many yeah. people that I feel this way about, but he is definitely one of them. He's he's definitely has that attitude of it's my way or no way, and that does not gel with Bill Belichick at all. And I'm not saying that Tom Brady was, you know, pushover or anything by any means, but. His personality was a totally different than what Mac Jones is. And Mac Jones is, it's my way or no way. I'm going to do it this way. I don't care what the coaches say. I'm going to go out there and play my way and be, like, stubborn. I, I'm just going to say it, leave it like that. I don't want to. Oh, go, yes, definitely. I don't want stubborn, to too, yeah. Stubborn I, is being generous. I don't want to go too far into that. And, you know, I tell you, you know, I think this is, I, I like, I think that he's just, it's time to go. And yeah, I think we can agree on that. And I don't see any team that will want to pick him up or anything. Now let's go to CJ Stroud doing things that some has never done before. This guy is absolutely amazing. We've talked about this before. Man, just seeing his locker room presence, his coach, you know, he's, he has a, you know, he's a strong man, you know, just he's a, he coaches with his players, you know, it's, it's, really something there that need to be done is a culture change. It, and this is yes. a mess. And I will say that this is the best ran team in Texas. <laughs> you and, just mean NFL team? Yeah, and I will say this. CJ Stroud is better than Dak Prescott. I've seen enough. And yeah, we'll have to see years years. But you know, Dak Prescott hasn't really done much in the playoffs anyway, so we don't we don't judge him on the playoffs. So hey. You know, I, I saw some Pete, I saw some some talking heads on ESPN say Dak Prescott was the best quarterback in football. No. I saw I saw I'm not agreeing with that. They're that's smoking l- something back. That's ludicrous. But I saw that Man. recently. I'm not gonna. I even, did too. I, I'm not I gonna even it. name who it was. But I that, that that I was like, are you serious? Well, it shows you they'll pay anybody to be on television. Well, it's just it's just the the bias of yeah. the big sports network brand and the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it's always been like that. They've done nothing but let people down for three decades, and yet they're somehow still always in the top headlines. And and it is a testament to the good ownership of Jerry. By good ownership, I mean business sense. 
I'm not talking about running a football program because he's not shown he's capable of that for my lifetime. But business sense, he's good at selling hope. He's good at selling hope to the masses. Um, And even when when they lose and even when they present a clear pattern year in and year out, he somehow gets those these these fans back on the hope bandwagon. And, and I'll just say this too, you know, this is never anything about Dak Prescott and his personality. He's the total opposite of what Mac Jones is. He's a locker room guy. He's a smart guy, and he doesn't do anything to hurt his team. Look, he does a lot of things for charity stuff. Look, the guy is nice. I'm not going to go anything against the guy's character. I think he's absolutely what a quarterback should be in the league. But I will say this, and I will say this again, unless he proves me wrong. And you know what? He proves me wrong. He proves me wrong. But I will say this. He has not elevated his team to the level to win a Super Bowl. No, I agree with that. But I'm also going to still push back if you're going to say he should be replaced. There's no one to replace him. No, Uh, there's no one. Look, to be honest, we got to be – we gotta be fair where it's where it's due. He's played very well this last month. He has. I'll give him that. He started to run a little bit too, and, and I think that's helped open up some things there. But look, I, I he's not the quarterback to elevate this team to a championship winning team. But I will agree with you on that. There's no one else to really replace him. So and not only that, but. Who I mean, who on this team is elevating it to Super Bowl? I mean, I just feel like the entire roster is overrated. Pollard, what has Pollard done? Yeah. Nothing. Now, now watch nothing. him, and, and you know, that yeah. might be a good fantasy pick this week because his salary went down. Yeah, maybe. And, and I would say that, but for a, they let go Zeke. Zeke's not there no more, and it should. They're missing Zeke. They're, they're missing Zeke. No matter Zeke's what done. you want to say about his injuries, yeah, and you know. Losing a step, getting overpaid, what have you, they're missing him. And it's clear in the red zone they're missing him. Yeah. Uh, Pollard's not a true number one yeah. running back. Pollard's a great number two. Very complimentary yeah. piece. Or le- but he's not he's not a workhorse. Give the guy 25 carries a game. And he's coming off the knee from last year still. I'm sure he's still not right from that completely. So, um, yeah, the whole roster is overrated yeah. is my point. C.D. Lamb is good so, now. And so, I guess what I'm sure, C.D. Lamb is is good. Pretty Micah, soon. Micah's up there. But really, I mean, there's a it's a lot of overratedness from owner all the way down to kicker. And the daggone coach is not the coach for that team. Yeah, he's he's part of that overratedness as well. Yes, but that's all I gotta go off your first ten. <laughs> all right, <laughs> raise blood pressure a little bit. <laughs> Talk about the Cowboys. Sure. To, I mean, to an Eagles all, fan. Always, <laughs> crazy. Always get the blood pumping a little bit. All right. But let's try a new segment, Alex. Yeah, man. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, we're going to go th- call it three and out with the practice squad. Uh, but give me th- your first down, second down, third down topics. Uh, I'll react. We'll, we'll get into <clears> some discussion here. First down. The MVP. Who's really the MVP in the league right now. Which player? Okay. To, to you. Okay. Do you want me to tell you who I think is the MVP or who I think will win the end? Like, do, do you want me to tell you who I would choose as the MVP right now or who I think the NFL would choose as the MVP right now? Which one do you want? I want both. Okay. Okay. So, currently, the NFL most likely still after Lamar's subpar game, would choose Patrick Mahomes as the MVP right now, I think. That, that's where the odds are at. I, I, th- I mean, I just, especially if Chiefs keep winning, you know they're going to turn it on offensively. Uh, we'll get to more from that game here later, maybe. But mm-hmm. I do think it's Mahomes. Now, who do I think is the MVP right now? Just based on numbers, what I'm seeing them do, they're attributing two wins elevating the roster around them. I mean, the MVP for me is CJ Stroud. Right now, 15 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, 
2,600 yards, two come from behind wins in a row to get his team over 500. This team has no business being anywhere near 500. Um, and they're five and four, have some winnable games ahead. Not saying they're going to make the playoffs in a loaded AFC, but this team is exceeding expectations currently, and he has some of the best numbers in the league. That's my MVP right now. And he actually just did this without Nico. And that's pretty much one of their number one targets. And sure, get Nico out of there, just let uh, Noah Brown get 200 and, yards, no worries. And, and, and Tank, and, you know, and they're not having even done anything with Dema- I mean, Damian Pierce yet. I mean, he was really a decent running back last year. Yeah. Look, I will say this. Honestly, that's my dark horse at plus two thousand odds. Um, there is chatter. He's not going to win it. He's not going to win it, but there's chatter going on in media and everything about this. Um, but honestly, to me, at plus three hundred odds, I like Jalen Hurts. To me, I think that he's elevated this. Well, if team. you're asking me to to give you an outlook on who I think would be in the conversation at the end, yeah, sure, Hurts. Because I, he's been playing better football. I think his numbers, you know, as we get as we go through this gauntlet of games, he will show that he is up to the task to play these good teams. You know, at a high rate um, in terms of numbers, in terms of you know, I think this execution, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I, so yeah. in in the end, yeah, I think Hertz will be in that conversation. At this moment, I don't think he's the MVP just yet. I think he can get there. I think that he is right now at this moment. Now. People love Mahomes, and there's reason to love Mahomes. There's no reason not to love Mahomes. But I will tell you, for people, you know, they're, they're elevating their teams. This is where I look at. And C.J. Stroud, like you were talking about, who should? He's elevated his team to where it's at now, and who knows what he's going to do? I mean, heck. I mean, they're not out of contention for a playoff. Some, something that the Bengals don't lose this time of year in the last two or three years or something they don't do in, is lose in the last two or three years this time of year. Um, and they played fairly well. Bro, bro had a couple turnovers. Had a drop in the end zone. But the Texans had no business being in that game. I mean, it, this kid is willing his team to these heights that, you know, Coming into the season, we obviously didn't think we're attainable. Uh, we we had Houston potentially, you know, we had Arizona. Like we were talking about Arizona potentially getting the number one and number two picks because they had their pick and also Houston's. I mean, Houston's going to be somewhere in the late teens at this at this clip. Mm-hmm. Um, so Arizona's not going to get any real value for that. Um, and and you know now Kyler's back, they're they're gonna. They're gonna win a couple games themselves and, and lose that that stock as well. Yeah. That's a different conversation. But now we're you know we're not talking about Arizona. Now we're talking about Chicago having two of the top picks. So it's crazy how this league can change. Uh, but CJ Stroud, man, yeah, up there with you know the greats in terms of rookie performances through his first half of his year. Like I said, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, on pace for. For 28 touchdowns and four picks um, and 5,000 yards. That's what he's on pace for. So four picks as a rookie, 5,000 yards. I get he's not there yet, but that's his pace so far. That's a good start to a career. And that's my MVP. That's mine so far. He's not going to win it, but that's the guy that is the most valuable. All right, let's go to second down. Um, Is there about to be a shakeup for some of these teams at the quarterback position? The Vikings, the Patriots, the Raiders, the Saints, the Falcons, and Giants. The Patriots, we kind of already talked about a little bit. The what's happening there with Mac Jones, but is any of these other teams, you know, because Kirk Cousins out, you know, there's no Jimmy G, you know, Desmond Ritter's not the quarterback, and you know he's probably gonna play maybe the next time because the hamstring, I think, the Heineke messed up. Right. The Giants. With Danny Dimes, you know, is there somebody saying? And they, I guess, even we're talking the Packers. You know, Jordan Love. You know, is there like is there a, about to be a major shakeup for some of these teams that are are really been at least somewhat relevant well, over th- the past decade yeah, or so? Yeah, I, I think we've already seen it um, with some of these teams. Mac Jones obviously wasn't in the game for the last drive uh, that's again in Germany against the Colts. So I think. 
and they're going into a bye. Uh, coming out of that bye, I'd be shocked if Mac Jones was a starter. I don't think he will. Thinking be. it's going to be Zappy. Um, so I think Bailey Zappy gets some playing time in Foxborough. Aiden O'Connell looks like he's going to be the guy in uh, Las Vegas for Antonio Pierce. Um, and he kind of already announced that. I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. Looks like they're going to give that kid some run, see what he can do. Giants, I mean, who? I don't know what they need to do. They probably need to sign somebody. This is a lost season anyway. Uh, but Tommy DeVito certainly isn't the guy. Why do you even start that guy? Well, there's no one else to start. I mean... I mean, Tyrod Taylor, the unluckiest human on the planet. Oh, my gosh. And then Danny Dimes uh, making, you know, millions of dimes for, uh, you know, a, a single dime or two of, of production. Yeah. So... He is his ACL's smithereens, so that is a no-go as well. Yeah, I don't know who else you have to start. I don't even know who the backup is to DeVito. Do you know, do you know who that is? No, no, from mine. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, if, we, if we don't know who the backup is, probably not going to do that well. DeVito came from, like, Illinois or something like that, yeah. and, and it, I, I don't even know what his stats are. They're, but he, I mean, he's clueless. Well, well, he's obviously not a pro-caliber quarterback. We, we've team's bad, it. too, now. Team's bad, as well. This is a throwaway throwaway season. I don't think the Giants, you know, I don't yeah. know if they need to be super urgent about anything, except maybe uh, evaluating the draft class is probably what I think. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of good choices there in the draft class. Of course, there's plenty of quarterbacks. And Patriots need to be looking, Giants do. A plethora of teams. Uh, Vikings, they're going to roll with Dobbs, I think. I think. Why not? Why not? Well, why go pay Cousins money? Well, are you talking about, well, you say shakeup. Do you mean in the next week or two? I think. Moving forward, are you talking about next year? I think within the next, you know, moving forward and next year. I think all of it. I really well, think that I, it is I don't know if they're going to roll with Dobbs going into next year, but they're going to roll with him at least for the remainder of this year you, or at least the next month. Do you think they sign Cousins? No. He's done. He's, he's done. done for good. With Minnesota, yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's where I'm trying to get to is, you know, I think that really, man, if Dobbs just keeps on this path for the rest of the year, why not? There's no reason to sit him so far. And, and I haven't seen anything. I mean, he's not done anything to hurt this team. No, he's only helped. And you wait till Justin Jefferson comes back. You know, see what he can do with that. Sure. That opens up the field, you know. I mean, Hawk is good. You know, look, I really think that a lot of these teams are going to have to go get a, you know, a quarterback that's had some adversity but also has been um, successful at the college level. And that's where some of these teams are going to be drafting. Um I would love to see some Spencer Rattler, some Caleb Williams, people like that um, for some of these teams right well, here. I mean, whoever gets number one is going to take Caleb. I don't know about that. That is a foregone conclusion. Okay. We ain't got to get the college football talk, but I totally disagree. Okay. Well, yeah, we don't have to either. You're right. We don't have to. Caleb's to go number one. All right. Go to the Patriots. <laughs> well. Without, but, <clears throat> all right. Let's get third down. Coaches on the hot seat should be who? Okay, well, the first one that comes to mind is uh, Brandon Staley. Always. Chargers. Um, Ron Rivera needs to be on the hot seat, in my opinion. Who else? Who else? I'm not ready to put Brian Dable there yet. I'm not. Um, this is a bad team. It's not his fault. Um... I don't think he chose to pay Danny Dimes. So I'm not ready to put Brian Dayball there just yet. Uh, I don't think Kevin Stefanski needs to be there, even though he probably is, especially if Cleveland's season unravels with the new Deshaun Watson news. Out for the year, in case if anyone doesn't know. They're not even playing P.J. Walker. Right. Well, this this Dorian, you know, Thompson-Robertson guy, he, he had some flashes of brilliance in preseason. Looked awful in his first actual start uh, a couple weeks ago. But uh, we'll see if he can right the ship a little bit. 
I think you need to, you know what PJ Walker is. I think you need to give the kid a chance. So I, I agree with the move. Um, so I don't think Stefanski needs to be on there. I agree with that. I, I don't think Dable needs to be on there yet. I don't think Belichick will ever be on the hot seat if he doesn't want to be because he has has earned that equity in the league. Um, Sean McDermott is on the hot seat for me. He's going to lose a job, especially if the Bills don't make the playoffs. Uh, Ken Dorsey, like I said earlier, already gone. And, you know, defensive coach, I've been talking about it all year. If <laughs> I don't like defensive coaches in general, but if you're going to have one, you better have a good offensive coordinator. And uh, not only has the team on offense gotten worse every year since the pandemic year, uh, Josh Allen as a player has gotten worse. So McDermott is probably number two. Brandon Staley is a uh, is a definite number one. And and other than that, I'm just trying to think of a couple couple others. Um, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. I said, and I I do think he deserves to be there as well. I, you know, not on the hot seat right now, but but Mike McCarthy. Depending on how the season ends. I could very, you know, Jerry's very patient, but I could very well see him yeah. going as well. So those are some of the guys <clears throat> I have. Sean McDermott, I totally agree with. You know, they changed the, the offense coordinator, and I think that's really good there. You know, um, you talk about, you know, Bill Belichick. It sounds like there's some rumbles that he may be going to be a coach GM for some team. Is there a trade of some sort? I guess you could do, you know, really do that. I mean, I don't know how many times it's ever happened in history if this happened. But there's things like that's happening. Is he going to go to the commanders? Listen to this. <clears throat> I got something for you, Ben. This is a weird. Yeah. This is a whole a weird situation. It, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, this, is, this is something that's interesting. Washington staff in 2013. Do you know who I was on that? I don't. Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, Mike McDaniel, Bobby Slawitt, and Chris Forster. Interesting. That's always on his on their on 2013. Yeah, and, and four of those guys are now head coaches. And some of them possibly should be talked about being head coaches. Yep. And I think Roheem Morris may have been too. <clears throat> yeah, he's McVeigh's defensive coordinator now. Yep. So, look, and teams need to go around the offense. Look, listen, you know, I think this is crazy. If you listen to all this, okay, these are offensive-minded coaches here. Yep. Even the defensive coordinator for, for that team – was also is the offensive coordinator. Listen, and that's not unusual to happen, especially at college level or, or you know high school level. But listen, that team should have been a heck of a team. But it shows you that the offensive-minded coaches are better than the defensive-minded coaches, especially nowadays. Is is there a pattern because of what you know how the defenses ran, offenses ran back then? Could be, but. Look at the options that River, that Washington could have had instead of Riviera at this point. I think that's pretty crazy. They could have promoted within and done some things there. I thought that was a cool little note of the team there. And another thing for Washington I thought was interesting was you have a coach that's how I hate saying not really elevating this team. Seems like he's checked out a little bit. Um. That's done something that no one's ever done in 11 games. 2,900 passing, 200 rushing yards, 65 completion percentage. Yeah, he's throwing a ton. But they need a coach. I do think that if Bill Belichick went over there, it'll be a better situation, even though he's a defensive-minded coach. Well, so is Rivera. I, mean. I, I, I agree, but Belichick's. Oh yeah, of course. And, and well, and the resource that he would bring versus Rivera would be major. This makes no sense to me. Why would Belichick go to Washington at seventy plus years old to go be a head coach there? That doesn't. I don't get this rumor at all. 
This makes no sense. I'm just saying that would be the best thing for Washington. Not necessarily him. But I don't think for him it would be anything. I disagree. I think Washington needs to go get a young offensive mind. What? And turn and get yeah. a quarterback in the draft, or or tr- you could try with Sam Howell for another year. He's playing well enough to give him another year, I guess. He's top two or three in first of yeah, some of these categories. I'm sure, mean. numbers aren't everything. And I, I, and I agree with you, but the thing is, is he's in a bad situation, and he's making the most of it. Okay. I I mean I I think Belichick would be interesting there. I wouldn't go that direction, but uh, I don't get paid to make. No, oh, I wouldn't hire Bill Belichick. I'm just saying that's what I think. That that's probably if the rumor is true, that situation it would fit for them. They're not a contender. They're not going to be contenders anytime soon. But sometimes things just don't make sense. Sometimes things just don't make sense. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, that was a good segment. I abs- love that new segment. Absolutely. I, I, I do like it as well. I, I like that one. We got to get in the top five, rolling right along in the show. But give me your teams, five through one. Busy week of buys. Who made the cuts? Well, I'm going with your Lions. I think that, you know, they have an easier remaining schedule to go out. Primetime game week 17 versus Cowboys. That's pretty much all they have outside of Vikings and the Packers game. You know, I think that if they keep going through, they face that. But they did face the Ravens and got their butts kicked. So, is this fool's goal? Possibly. But they've they've showed to be a reason to be number five. Ravens are number four. Look, AFC North is crazy right now. There's three that's really in the playoff picture. One is outside looking in on the bubble. Look. Big Thursday night game coming up here. This is pretty much a must win for the Bengals. Must win for both teams, in my opinion. Yeah, but Bengals especially. Number three. Bengals roll tomorrow night, just in my opinion. We'll see. 49ers, things are looking brighter after a bye week. Look for them to keep momentum going, beating the Bucks this weekend. Then they have a major matchup on Thanksgiving against the Seahawks. That's going to be a major game. You know, the game after Thanksgiving is for them, right? What's In Philadelphia. Oh, that's right. Number two, the Chiefs. Look, we will see how they fare against a team that's well-rounded as the Eagles. Yes, they went and beat Miami, but we both will say that Miami is not a well-rounded team. Yep. But... After the Eagles, you know, they have one more tough game. And that's pretty much it. I I say this, man. Eagles, Chiefs game. A little tad bit note. This past Monday night was the most viewed Monday night game. This next, this one's coming up is going to be the most blow it out of the water. This past one, Broncos and Bills was 17.7 million views. Most watched ever on Monday night. That's crazy. This next game is going to be, I mean, 25 million, maybe. I mean, Taylor Swift will be there for, I mean, I'm almost positive she'll be there. You got the Super Bowl rematch, the, the America's favorite brothers, the Kelseys. Um, this is everyone's going to be watching this game. Yeah. I mean, this is a major game. This is hold off everything. Don't get married on this day. Don't do anything on this day kind of stuff. This is let your people out of work early kind of stuff. Anyone getting married on a Monday is, is a fool to begin with. Well, we got fools in this world. We buddy. absolutely do. Absolutely Number do. Number one is the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I want to say this. Even if they lost to the Chiefs, I don't even know if it's you know close game, which it should be. I don't see me taking the Eagles at number one. I will not overreact. They have a two-game lead over the Cowboys. They have the Chiefs and 49ers in their left, you know, left around the schedule. That's pretty daggum tough. Got but I, I will too. say this. Got the Bills coming too. Yeah. With a new offensive coordinator. I, hey, they may average 35, 40 points a game get a new coordinator. Who knows? Yep. Um, they got to do something for Diggs leaves. 
Chiefs and 49ers left on their schedule. Look, if they go out of this thing one and one, look, the Eagles. This could be one of the best teams that we've seen in a long time. I completely agree. Uh, I, I do. Number <laughs> five for me. I, the Ravens are out of my top five with that performance. I don't care that they were up big in the first half. Couldn't finish it. They couldn't finish it. And this has happened three times now where they've had leads late in games and couldn't finish them. I get their seven and three. The three losses were all bad losses. Um, Lamar in crunch time, I'm not super sold on it. Now, I do think that he gets a bad rap because I do think he is clutch in certain situations. But as we get closer to the cold weather, to the playoffs, that's going to become more of a concern. They're right outside the top five. Number five for me is still the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they're still the top five team, okay? Because they get beat by a super rookie, I'm not going to take him out of the five, out of the top five just because of that. C.J. Stroud, different animal. Should have won the game. Still, I mean, he had a touchdown pass late in the game that was dropped. That would have put him ahead by four. Completely different dynamic if they catch that. Uh, Tyler Boyd gets that catch in the end zone. Burrow made some mistakes, but he made a throw at the end that needed to be caught. Just uh, plain and simple. They're number five. They'll be okay. I think they roll tomorrow night in Baltimore. Number four is uh, the Detroit Lions for me. Jared Goff, I said it all earlier. Two good running backs, top five tight end, top ten quarterback, top ten receiver. Good defensive pieces. Head coach they love. Uh, Great fan base. Uh, Sold out the season tickets and looks like they did for good reason. Number three. 49ers are our, our top three of the same. 49ers, Chiefs, Eagles. They're the three best teams in football, I think, uh, by far right now. Uh, it's easy to see who the top three are. You know, you, it, it, when you get a Hall of Fame left tackle and an all-purpose receiver on offense back, it's it, it's amazing how much better your offense can look. Um, still have questions about Brock from time to time, but if the roster is healthy, even with my questions about Brock, uh, this is still a top three team. Two is the Chiefs, Mahomes, all world. Reed, all world. Kelsey, all world. Swift, all universe. And number one is <laughs> the Dang. Eagles because they're the best team in football. Top, and top have, to bottom and have the premier leader in all of sports. And they have the, the, the real Swift. They have a Swift, yes. Um, but the real Kelsey, maybe. That is my top five. And we got to get right into it or rolling right along. Let's get into my prize picks, pick six, before we round it out with Bucks bets. Travis Etienne, more than 0.5 pass rush and, rush and receiving touchdowns. Love it. Versus Tennessee at home against Tennessee. Uh, been scoring touchdowns at, at will this last, last month and a half. Didn't get one against the 49ers. Gets right, get right, right back on track against the Titans uh, in that porous defense. Riley Patterson, kicker for the Lions, more than a field, a one and a half field goals versus Chicago. Chicago's defense has been better. Ben not break, but the Lions' offense is too powerful. I do think they uh, finish a couple drives in the red zone off with field goals instead of touchdowns. I see Patterson getting two or more there. Uh, pretty easily. Roquan Smith, more than nine and a half total tackles versus Cincinnati tomorrow night. Uh, I think he just got 22 this past week. Um, he's their he's their tackler. He's I mean he's the guy on defense for them. They're going to be running with Mixon. Going to be throwing some passes over the middle. He's been throwing Burrow's been throwing to the tight ends more. Roquan gets 10 plus tackles easy. Tyler Boyd. More than 44 and a half receiving yards. No T. Higgins. Uh, and that's all I really, really need to say on that. He's been at least, you know, in the mid-30s for the last six weeks. So he has a solid floor. All he needs is 45. I think he gets that rather easily. Ravens have a good defense, yes. But as we saw last week, it can be porous. Burrow's going to light them up. Tyler Boyd, 45 or more yards. think he gets that. Pretty handedly, Jalen Hurts, more than 0.5 rush touchdowns versus the Chiefs. Uh, a good rule of thumb is that the Eagles are playing football, Hurts gets a rush touchdown. So 
you might want to lock that one in. But my favorite bet or pick of the week to round out the six in the same game. And I can't quite figure out this number. I think it's going to go up by 20 yards in the coming days. I got it locked in already. Travis Kelsey, more than 70 and a half receiving yards. I think he goes for a buck 50 and a tutty against our porous pass defense. Uh, so lock in 70 and a half before it gets up to 93. That's what I say. That is my pick six. Loving the picks for this week. And Swift be back at that game. Yeah, she'll be there. So he's going to go buck wild. Yeah. And I'll go off your prospects, thanks, though. Go ahead and keep it that thing, you know. Sure. But um, I like prospect. I like Lamar Jackson over eight and a half rushing attempts. He's hit over all but three times at home in the past couple years. Average 11 attempts at home. Last three against the Bengals, he's done 12 times. Okay. That is my I like it. over eight and a half. I like it. And FanDuel, you know, we'll get on that and Bucks Bets. Yeah, let's get some Bucks Bets. Let's do it. All right, let's get it. Let's hit it. Yeah, I want, I want to hear what you got. Let's well, make the people some money. With that same thing, he's seven and a half on FanDuel. For rushing attempts? For rushing attempts. Okay. I say lock that in. Okay. But I'll go ahead and hit, hit you with a parlay three. Eagles plus three and a half alternate. 49ers money line, Lions money line. That gives you plus money at plus 146. So you put 100. You know, get you around 150. Who do the 49ers play? 49ers play the Bucks. 49ers get the Bucks. Lions get the Bears. Lions get the Bears at home. And the Eagles to cover by three and a half yep. against the Chiefs. I like it, dude. And, and, and odds right now below are, you know, Eagles money line is at plus 116. I like that too. If you want to pick them to win. I like for them to win. That's not necessarily official play. The Eagles plus two and a half is minus one ten. That is the odds right now. I just went up to plus three and a half. So you get the field goal. So I get that field goal. Yeah. Because I feel like this is going to be that close of a game. It'll be close. And I will say this: I think the Eagles win outright. Personally, here, um, you know, <clears throat> that's going to be a major game, man. That that game has more. That thing's implications. It, it, implications. It has more of a feel. It gives you that yeah. Super Bowl again yeah. big, on big, a Monday night on Thanksgiving week. Big fight feel for sure. Eight and one, seven and two, conference leaders, Super Bowl rematch, Taylor Swift in attendance, Kelsey Brothers. Kelsey's mom, her mom. The, of course. Of course. Why wouldn't she? Uh, it's got. All the makings of a classic Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Can't forget about those guys. You know, everyone's going to be watching that one. Should blow last week's Monday Night Game out of the water in terms of viewership. Um, love it. Love it. I, I haven't decided on, on, you know, if I think the Eagles are going to take the win outright. It's going to be tough to go into Kansas City and get the W. I agree with that, but... But both teams off a of bye. I mean, read off a of bye is almost automatic, but Eagles off a of bye are, are very good over the years as well. So, I think they're more of a well-rounded team than the Chiefs. Agreed. But the coaching edge is Andy Reid. Yep. Even though Shirani is really good. Mm-hmm. Quarterback play, I will say, you know, it, it it's pretty – it's closer to what people would want to ma- admit, but I will say, yes, it's Mahomes. The edge is Mahomes, especially against the middle of our defense. Um Linebacker safety. I mean, that Travis Kelsey's just going to eat in this game. We're yeah. going to have to to take take some of that some of that bad with with the good, hopefully, of, of the win. And that's I, the hope. And, and that's the hope. And I really think that AJ Brown has a huge game as well as Kelsey does in that game. I can see Brown have a huge game. The corners for the Chiefs are uh, some of the more underrated corners in the league. So I I think their their uh, secondary is better than advertised. I really do. I've been saying that all year. Um, so I, I do think Brown's going, going to need to have a good game yeah. if the Eagles want to stay in the ball game. And go off the Thanksgiving thing next week. We'll have a Thanksgiving edition of this. Thanksgiving. So, so it'll probably be more of a Tuesday than a normal Wednesday, just because yeah. you know Thanksgiving holidays give you some time to listen to this, let your family listen to this, ride to your trip listening to this. Absolutely. And got some, um, you know, got three games on Thursday. Got a game on Friday. You know, and, I'll, and the rest on Sunday. We'll, so we'll have some bets for that stuff too. So absolutely starts tomorrow night, week eleven. 
Spangles go into Baltimore. Must win game for both teams. That should be a fun AFC North battle. We appreciate the listens. Appreciate the feedback. Appreciate the little bit of recognition we saw this past week. This has been the ESA with Buck and Ben.